Hello, and welcome to No Brainer, a podcast by Heal the Brain with Jane. No Brainer is here to demystify brain injury falsehoods, foster hope, and hopefully inspire a chuckle or two. As a founder of Heal the Brain with Jane and a neuro OT, Jane stumbled upon too many aha moments and simple solutions to count. Jane is here to share these no-brainers while discussing the most complex organ in the human body. This is a celebration of the badassery that is the day-in and day-out experience of brain injury survivor. Okay, today is such a special day because we have Mimi Hayes with us, author of I'll Be Okay, It's Just a Hole in My Head. She's one of the first people I ever reached out to within the brain injury community, and she is a delight to talk to. She's an author, comedian, humanitarian, general good person. I'd really like to just hang out with her and have a beer one time. Um, We had a very casual, very fun conversation and it kind of winds in and out of talking about her books, talking about dating, talking about how it is to be living in the time of Corona right now. Um, She's a light to this community and I just really appreciate her so much. Please go check her out. Um, Check out her book. It's available on Amazon. Again, it's I'll Be Okay. It's just a hole in my head. And it's all about Mimi Hayes. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to another episode of No Brainer. We have a very special guest, Mimi Hayes, one of my very favorite people and authors and comedian and all around general badass who has so graciously said that she would speak with me today. We're both in our quarantine chic at home. This video is going nowhere, but you can hear our voices. Um, Mimi, you were like one of the first people that I reached out to and you were so gracious about it. And I loved your book. And when we were not recording earlier, you were saying that, um, that you wanted to record the voiceover, but you had, how did that work? Yeah. So, uh, the book's called I'll be okay. It's just a hole in my head. And, um, I had just started podcasting myself. So I really wanted to, uh, you know, read the audiobook, but uh, my publisher had given it to a, you know, third party and they had um, gotten a actress to read it. And I was like, Oh, who's it going to be? And uh, I was a little nervous. Cause I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to like read my book. That's not me. <laughs> and uh, she actually crushed it. Like she did such a good job. Um, so that's cool. So you listen to the book. Yes. I read it and I listened to it. Oh, that's like, so cool. Well, because I think that the, for me, I mean, I haven't had a brain injury, but um, listening to books is like my jam. Having small kids and going back and forth from work, I get so much reading done um, via Audible. And I just love that that format is available for everybody. And I love, 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 love your book. Like, really, really love it. I think that you did such an amazing job. It was the first book that I was like, Oh my gosh, I need everybody that I work with to read this because it was such a, um, honest presentation of how it like the highs and lows and just how strange and out of body the whole thing is. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, maybe you can talk about that because you didn't go into, see, you had symptoms for a while of 
for a feeling like headaches and um, and feeling really unwell, but it took you a long time to get to the doctors. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, was not an author at the time I was uh, trying to be a high school teacher and, um, that was, that was stressful. So, uh, yeah. my brain was like, Hey, we don't like this. Uh, and I had a lot of really strange symptoms that were popping up that were pretty, unexplainable you know um mm-hmm. they were they tr- you know a couple appointments they were like okay it's uh it's vertigo or it's uh ear infection mm-hmm. or uh, you're just depressed and you're 22 and you know this is what happens when you become a teacher and um so i really didn't know what i was dealing with until my mother um the OG badass uh, <laughs> stood up and was like, "This is not okay," and um, yeah, so like threatened the uh, entire medical community <laughs> that if I didn't I get it. she was just gonna, you know, lose it. Um, so uh, when they did the MRI, they found that it was a brain hemorrhage. Is what I had. Mm, yeah. Did you have an AVM? Uh, it was a the, cavernous angioma. It oh, was okay. A hemorrhage from a cap from a clump of cells in my head. So I don't think that is an AVM. No, I think the AVM's in the back. But um, I mean, it's so crazy, Mimi, because I have to tell you that I mostly meet people who are like, I didn't want to get an MRI, I didn't want to get a CAT scan, and you were like there. Well, your mom was there, just like totally being a tiger mom and advocating for your brain. Um, Mm. It's crazy that she had that instinct. Is she in the medical field? You know, no, she's not a doctor whatsoever. Uh, She is a school psychologist though. So she knows about brains and yeah, uh, she is a very smart, smart lady. And she's just a mama bear. Like if you mess with any of us, she just causes a scene. So um, do you have other siblings? Yeah, I have a, a younger brother and an older sister. So I'm the middle child. So this was kind of Ooh. my like, look at me. Oh, my brain's bleeding. <laughs> You're like, I'm Moment. real. I'm real. And then you ran with it, girl. You like wrote a book. And then what, like, do, were you doing comedy when you were writing the book? Or when did that start? Because I mm. love that part of what you're doing. I think that's yeah. Um. When I started writing the book, it was when I was six. So I wasn't even doing stand-up at that point. Um, I had done improv in college. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I'd gotten really into like becoming a teacher. And so being a comedian was nowhere near a priority for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until after I healed from the injury that I thought, hey, this is it's pretty weird what happened to me. Maybe <laughs> funny if you're dark like me and you think that <laughs> having a brain hemorrhage is funny then maybe other people will think it's funny i uh, mean there were parts of your book that were i mean obviously parts that you are like really made me feel like i wanted to like cry and i did tear up you got me uh, but um but definitely like there's funny parts i mean it's so weird to be 22 were you 22 at the time or 23 i was 22 22 Taylor Swifting being your little self and then being in a hospital with like demented people who are not they're not demented people who have dementia (laughs) let's do person first uh language Jane but do you know what I mean like I mean what I can't I'm trying to remember there was a part 
there was one part like where you, I think you were kind of, you were out of it. And oh yeah. Wait, could you tell that part or does that <laughs> No, I mean, I would hope that, uh, you know, people will still go and read it, but, um, no, when you come out of, when you come out of brain surgery, you're really messed up, you know? And yeah. uh, when I came out, I was seeking uh, double and sideways. So, um, I didn't know what was what, uh, yeah. but when they took me down to the, um, oh, what do you call it? You go there after anesthesiology room, anesthesia room, wherever they put you, yes. um, you know, you're coming off of the drugs and, uh, I was pretty out of it. And all I could really hear was this, these nurses yelling at a woman named Helen and, <laughs> They just would not That's stop. Right. Yeah, they were just like losing it over Helen, and I couldn't see her, so I was just like, "What is she doing? Is she crawling over the walls? Like, what is she doing? Yeah. What's Helen doing?" And I ended up like literally, cre- like like taking my little lopsided head and like trying to get out of the bed and being like, "Helen, sit down!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that is a true story, folks. That is something oh I literally. And I don't even know if that person is real. I cannot confirm if that is a real person that was running around the room. I just know I kept hearing her name and I just wanted her to like chill so I could like enjoy my brain drugs, you know? Yeah. So you could just relax after brain surgery. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So crazy. Okay. The other part I love about your book, that's not totally brain related, but relationships are part of brain dumb. And I loved that you really went into your relationship with your ex-boyfriend and like no holds bar. Oh yeah. I went in, I went in for the kill. I <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it was like top level juicy. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It was like amazing. Page Turner. Thank you. Yes. I mean, uh, I'm really happy you said that because, uh, you know, I went went kind of back and forth about how much of the relationship to include uh, in the story. But I, I when it came down to it, it was like that was such a big part of my recovery because I was newly single from mm-hmm. like a very long relationship that I thought yeah. was going to work out forever. Um, so, you know, it was definitely part of it. It was no doubt um, something that took me a while to forgive this person mm-hmm. and to actually give them a fair shake so that when the, the reader read it, they have your response and they're like, yeah, girl, get him. Uh, you know, and yeah. like, wow, she's clearly not over her ex-boyfriend and she's so resentful, you know? Um, oh, I would like never, ever think that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I enjoy that, that you said that. Thank you. Well, I think it's, I think it's really powerful too, because it feels like a real coming of age book. And then, you know, obviously brain injury is a huge part of it, but it's also just like that time is a crazy time figuring out who you are, who you want to be with and, you know, what kind of life you want to have. And then to pile on top of that, a brain injury, I think like you made a lot of sense out of it through your writing and through your comedy. And I think it's really helpful for everyone to read. 
you know, wherever you are in that spectrum. But also I think like dating post brain injury is very difficult. And um, the things that come up, because if you go through this brain injury experience, you have to know yourself better than most people your age or any age, right? I mean, you have to kind of be honest. And so how is that now? Are you dating anybody? Are you... How yeah. does that- <laughs> I might- uh L O L. Um so <laughs> it's uh it's uh it's funny. Um my dating life. Um Okay, I, I wish I had a picture of Jamie up here because sometimes we just text each other pictures of Jamie Frazier. What's his real name? Oh, Sam Hugan. Oh, Hugan. Yes. Such a babe. Well, you know, I was going to go to Scotland like this upcoming week and we had to cancel no our way. trip. Really? Our trip, our, this is our like honeymoon trip that we've been saving for. We've been married for like five years mm-hmm. and it's cursed because the first time my dad had a stroke and a heart attack and died, came back to life, Lazarus style. And now oh pandemic, I'm never going to no. go. Third time's a charm. Don't say that. Don't say that. Third, time, third time's a charm. What I wanted to do though, and I, I didn't, I don't have my like myself together, but I wanted to have like a little picture of Jamie Frazier just like slide into the screen. Oh my god, he's such a such no, a he has ruined men for me. I'll say that um, yeah. because I just. In recent years, I, um, I've gotten like to know myself so well that dating has become so much harder because I won't stand for things I don't like. I won't stand for like people that are like, oh, you're not funny or you're not a really a comedian or like you couldn't do that. And like putting me Wait, down, I'm like, no. Yeah. That's um, not even like what you should take in a friend, let alone someone you're trying to date. Yeah. I mean, the guys are, they're, 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 um, so interesting. And I think if you're a smart woman, you're, you know, and you have yourself together, that can mm-hmm. be pretty threatening to someone who doesn't know what they're about. So right. my, <laughs> my, what do I say? I say my standards have gone up, but my expectations have gone down. So I don't, you know, I don't expect that I'm going to like, meet this amazing person because I have such high expectations now because I, mm-hmm. I already went through that in in the first book where I'm like, I can't date someone like that again, mm-hmm. that, uh, that I, t- I forget who I am and I, yeah. I lose myself to that person to make sure that they're happy. So, um, I have had a few relationships and a, a handful of really nice ones. Um, mm-hmm. They've all ended pretty traumatically, um, not really to anyone's fault, just kind of because, mm-hmm. because of circumstance. Um, yeah. That's how life is. Sometimes people's visas expire and they move back to India. Sometimes, Wait, you know. That's when you go on 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Have you I, seen that I, show? No, but I just applied to Love is Blind. So there <laughs> you have it. <laughs> Oh my God, Mimi, Mimi, how do we get you on that show? Do you think, do you think we can make it happen? I mean, I think that'd be perfect. Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to give a quick little tidbit about what's been going on. This seemed as good a time as any. We're about to really get into some juicy um, post-stroke dating advice from Mimi. Um, But I just wanted to remind you that 
the donation-based classes for your hand and for your whole body are available on Fridays. You can go to my website at www.healingthebrainwithjane.com to sign up. And um, they're totally free. You're to- you're welcome to give a donation and we really appreciate it when you do. Um, but they're at 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So I hope to see you there. It's been really fun. Um, the last time we had a couple people from New York, that was cool. And um, yeah, it's been a really great experience and a good learning experience for me, for sure. The other thing is that um, if you're not already signed up, please sign up for the newsletter because I have some new things coming down the pike, uh, new resources, and I hope to have a membership up by the end of this pandemic. And um, also, there are so many ways to support Heal the Brain with Jane now. Um, and supporting um, people who maybe don't have the means to get the care that they need is front and center of our mission and front and center of um, why we do this. And so if you uh, feel the same way, I would encourage you to donate to our Fundly campaign. You can donate to the podcast. You can um, donate to donate and come in and join us in a class. Um, all are welcome. And we um, appreciate everything that you do. One dollar really matters. So um yeah, that's all. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay, bye. You would be perfect, right? You would be perfect. That show is fascinating, and I'm ashamed to say that I watched Ninety Day Fiance oh, because it is so no. trash. It is so no. trash, and I, mean, I also watched Ninety Day the other way. Ninety Day the other way. What is that? Yeah, that's when. Okay, that's when the, the U.S. citizen goes to another country. And then they decide to work it out there. So they become a citizen of another country. And then okay. they like, but um, it's usually doesn't go well. Like My mother usually, wouldn't like that. She wouldn't like that at all. Well, and it's usually that the, the person from the U.S. is like, I don't like it here. Mm. Which is like, hello, did you do your research? Right. Oh, so anyway. I, I, did, I did audition for... Uh, the bachelor last summer in New York city with my friend. And that was a riot and a half. Was it fun? It was really fun actually, because me and my friend were like, we knew that we were there to get like content. Like we knew we were there to like, like take Instagrams and be like, we're going to be the next bachelorette. And we were just like living our best life. And all the other women there were like stone cold, like serious in their best attire. Like, and I'm, I'm wearing like overalls and sneakers and I'm like what well, actually like, <laughs> this is so creepy but I remember that Instagram post yes it was that's how creepy it is it was that I mean so cute but I'm really glad you weren't on that show because I did happen to watch it I don't watch The Bachelor generally but I watched the end of this and Pilot Pete's the worst it was the I I would have not wanted I just, to do that I just read a Vox article that was like Pilot Pete sucks <laughs> I can't even agree more. He just was the drama. And I would have been like, there was actually one gal on the show who made it to maybe the top five. And she was the Mm -hmm. only like one who had like an actual career. She was older. Yeah, the lawyer. And I was like, she's Mm -hmm. way too good for him. And she like knew it. And she was just like out there like sipping her drink. Like, this is ridiculous. And I would have been her. That would have been me. Yeah, which I would have loved. And I would have not been a lawyer, but you know. 
You know what? You should be the bachelorette. That's where it's at. Because oh, the bachelor makes me cringe the whole time because it's so, like, weird. I mean, the whole thing's weird. But the bachelor makes me cringe. Like, I know it's for fakes, but on a, like, on a, like, level of, like, I don't know, sexism. Like, it's just like, oh. But then I, I'm like, well, at least we have the bachelorette. So then we can do that to the guys. And that makes me feel better somehow. But it's like all bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, um, I mean, in dating is just such a such a show anyway. It's, it's just, <laughs> I don't know if um, they have it better or worse than we do in the quote unquote real world. You know, when you're when you're trying to date on TV. Honestly, I don't know why I even like tried to bring this up. I'm trying to be cool, I think, because I haven't dated in 10 years. I'm, I'm with it. How long, I mean, it's been, I've been married for six years-ish. And then, yeah, and then I, I was with, yeah, so it's been like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, and I was a disaster at it. Disaster. Mm. Just loved everyone. Okay, yeah, my so. thing is like since my like injury, I really am just like this is who I am, and I can definitely tell like if a guy is like worthy of my time. If I can tell him even a snippet of my story, like I will just casually take like a pass at like what is my life and be like, yeah, brain surgery has survived. Learn how to walk again. So what's up with you? And just like see how they react. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fair because some people don't have cool stories like that to you know, to share back. But mm-hmm. if a guy is like genuinely interested and he's like, wow, that's so like, you know, I know that he's, he's like at least a little bit legit, you know, if he's yeah, like, sure. uh, okay, well, but what? Like, yeah, guys, that's not how you sound. But you know, if you're not, if you're not paying attention to that, or if you're not equipped to handle that trauma, then, you know, yeah. Well, I think it's like, if you go through something traumatic, you develop a new level of understanding, like period, like human understanding. And if, if other people haven't done that, then you know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, it would even be hard to have like a friendship, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I feel like a lot of people could get good advice from you. I think you should start like a dear Abby, but like a dear me about, um, about dating post brain injury. <laughs> it's a little tough now because uh, we're kind of on a, on a pause. Um, oh my gosh! Yes. So Corona. I will it's say I right. actually I did. Uh, I was still, I was on. I temporarily took my dating apps off my phone because I was getting frustrated. But before I did that, I went on a, a, a handful of virtual dates. Oh, interesting. Um, just just with one person. And I, yeah. I talked to them a few times virtually. And um, we, you know, texted and I shared pictures of my jigsaw puzzle I'm working on. And I was like, oh, my God. I thought, that was gonna get really, <laughs> I thought that was going to get really X-rated. I'm like, this is a family podcast. Oh, no, no. So um, funny. I am so wholesome. I do puzzles, you guys. Uh, that is true. Um, so good for your fine motor and visual perceptual skills. Yeah, so no, it actually like puts me in a better mood. Um, but I just talked to this person a couple times and then like, I don't know if he was just getting, you know, super busy or something. He's like, Hey, I'm really busy with work. So like nice to, it was nice, uh, nice to know you. And I'm like, Oh, it's just, 
that's it. Like you don't have to talk as often. I don't have to send you pictures of the puzzle. Like I can be be whatever you want it to be. You know, was it the puzzle? (laughs) Was it the puzzle? Um, But I think you know he just wasn't really ready to like consistently talk to somebody and get to know somebody, and that's totally fair. You know, this is a really weird time to be trying to think about dating someone or meeting someone new um totally get that it's been so up and down for me so up and down I I mean I don't know like I I actually took a couple weeks off just of doing anything because um and it's not so much that I'm I mean I am I'm worried about you know people in my family and things like that. And I still have to see people occasionally, but I mean like uh, in the clinic, but it's more just like, it's so overwhelming having everybody home all the time and figuring out what you're doing. And um, it's just a stressful time. I I really had, I have not been a leader in that regard. I like just finally was like, okay, I'm coming back, but Mm -hmm. I had to have all these pet talks with Joe. Oh my God, Joe. He literally brings me out of like any weird funk. He just like slaps me out of it. He's like, listen, you amazing unicorn. (laughs) I'm like, okay, okay, I'm an amazing unicorn. I'm sorry. Um, But I think we're all being really uh, extra hard on ourselves because um, a lot of us, especially like survivors, are we're trying to find some kind of normalcy or some kind of a way to kind of escape some of this really scary stuff and that's really hard too when everyone else is home with you and you're like oh normally I have my own space or like you know it's really crowded up in here I'm in a a three-bedroom apartment we're all home all the time (laughs) um so you know those those things are real and uh and valid and um I don't think anyone blames any of us brain injured or not for not being our best amazing selves right now, you know? Hi guys. I'm just taking a quick break from our conversation here with Mimi from my conversation with Mimi rather, um, just to let you know about the things that are going on right now. Um, Currently, we have um, one class set up on Zoom, and it's um, Fridays at 10 a.m. You can go to www.healingthebrainwithjane.com to sign up, and it's a donation-based class, so donations are welcome, but if that's not where you're at right now, no problem. Please come, and more classes are coming soon, Um, so please come and check it out, and I'm just excited to see you. Take care. I just got a beer delivered to me. Hey, where's mine? Where is mine? Where is yours? <laughs> okay, I actually want to ask you about how are like deliveries going and how are how is it being in New York right now? That's really the epicenter of where everything's going down. Oh yeah. So um, you know, we've been we've been locked down for a lot longer than some other places. Um the last time I was at my office was March twelve or thirteen. Um, things were, things were okay for a bit. And then I think people started to get pretty panicked. Um, that's when you started to see all the panic buying. Um, you know, for me, I always order groceries online. 
because it's just so much easier. And it's like, why would you ever not do that? Um, But then, you know, they, they, so many people were doing that more that now you can't get delivery time. And so it it has been a little hard. You kind of have to like trick the system and you have to plan ahead and be like, okay, I'm going to get groceries in three days and I'm going to log on at a very specific time of the day and put in my order. Um, but for me, I do actually go to the grocery store because it's a chance to get out of the house. Um, Mm -hmm. the one that's by my, by my apartment is, uh, not too big. You know, it's kind of like just the local corner, um, grocery store and you have to wear a mask to be inside. Mm -hmm. Um, they limit how many people are in there. Um, because it's smaller, like you'd literally, you know, <laughs> coming, you could only have one person in an aisle at a time. That's mm. the, the size of the aisles. It's not like going to a big, uh, you know, Whole Foods or King Supers. Yeah. I'm from Colorado, so we have King Supers, but, oh, um, King Supers, I've seen yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, you, you have a lot less space to, to, to work with. So, um, you got to be mindful of that, but, um, it's given me an opportunity to just go and see my, my, uh, there's like a bouncer at the door. It's kind of fun. Uh, and he makes sure that, that, you know, one person at a time for every person that comes out, one person goes in, um, they'll give you a mask if you don't have one. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it feels like a, like the community is trying to come together in the best ways that we can. Um, for me, like I've been working at home, you know, in the past month and a half, I already had a monitor to work with. Um, so, and my, like my roommate who works in finance, her business, like sent her one and, you know, we're just adapting. Um, what do you do? Oh yeah. So I work in event planning. Uh, yeah um so we're we do that that's on my list of things i really want to do one day when i grow up oh yeah well you can um (laughs) i work for a startup and uh i actually had just started work with them in like january so this is like a new job a big girl job and um i run like the content side so we book um corporate events and we help companies like try to have better corporate values and accommodate for like disability and like empowering women in the workforce. So we have like these conferences. Um, but now we can't have in-person conferences for the time being. So we're doing webinars. Um, so I'm booking all the, you know, speakers for the webinars and I'm doing the content, the write-ups and the articles. So I'm getting, I'm getting some writing, getting some writing in, uh, it's not, you know, humorous writing. It's not, uh, about my brain, but uh, it is writing. So um, that's what I'm so, doing. Yeah. So are you still doing any of your, um, I was looking, your website's so beautiful, by the way. Like, Thank you. I'm not surprised that you're a rock star at event planning and being a creative and being a survivor and being a friend, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but um, are you still doing like the writing mentorships? Um, were you doing something? Are you still doing that? Yeah, actually, so I have, uh, for a few years now, I've been teaching an adult writing class, just creative writing. Um, all types of genres can join, and I was doing that in person. Um, and so when this all went down, we went online as well. So mm-hmm. I have a weekly writing class. Um, I've got five or six, I think I just added seven today, um, mm-hmm. students. And 
we'll get on Zoom and we'll talk about their writing. We'll talk about um, different topics. And then in addition to that, uh, I have a couple side clients, um, mostly ones who are working on uh, books. Yeah, um, that's what I was Yeah, because I have people who message me a lot about that they want to write their memoir and stuff. And I've had a couple of them, like, just, I just, I'm like, go check out Mimi's site. And, um, cause I think that's so powerful. Telling your story is so powerful and it really is. I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are, but it is particularly wild when you're so young to have something so scary happen. And it really affects your psyche. And, but you are so resilient. And I think that's why it's, I think that's why it's so important that everybody hears your story because it's not like we're, I think, okay, let me back up. I think we have, I think some people are born with more resilience than others. I think Mm. sometimes you have more reserves and then I think you have life experience and that really determines a lot of things. But, but I think your book really shows, you know, you didn't outline it like bullet points, but it shows how to develop resilience because I think that's what you did. I mean, you, you like went through this crazy journey. You have this whole life plan and then your guy isn't a part of it. You don't have the same job. You have this huge, massive thing happen and you have to like decide what you're going to do. And you pick up and you move to New York and you start a career and then you go to Scotland for the fringe festival. And that's all after the, that all takes place after the, uh, the book. So the, you know, know. it tells you anything. There's more, more books to be written. Yes. Oh no. You said book two. Do you, are you writing book two now? What? I am. (laughs) Actually, I don't even know if this is book two. This is book something. I have, I have others, but I don't know about them. Like, I don't know what to do with them rather. Um, But this one I'm working on um, has, has a lot to do with being a survivor who is now trying to survive extra stuff (laughs) Um, that, that everyone's going through. So um, I'm still trying to work out what that angle is. Uh, How do you, you think know. being a survivor has shaped your worldview? I think in like every way possible. I mean, I have, uh, I'm not perfect, but I think I have a lot more patience now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I understand that a lot of people are fighting things that we can't see. Yeah. Uh, that's what I learned. I had no idea um, until the book came out, but some of my friends contacted me afterwards and they were like, I'm so mm. sorry. I wasn't there for you. I didn't even know you were that close to dying because you just played it off like you were fine. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, you know, and I, I'm not upset. I'm, I'm flattered, you know, um, but so many people internalize their experience and are speaking mm-hmm. out about, hey, this is, how, this is how I feel right now. And it's yeah. not okay. And uh, maybe it will be in the future, but right now it's not. And some of that can be um, really funny because you're in a position that you've never been in before. And you're like, ah, I can't even go by the bathroom by myself. Like, that's hysterical. Um, but then other times <laughs> you're like, the only that's funny. They're like, this is, <laughs> most people are like, this is the fucking worst. Excuse me. But come on, your, your, your vulnerable parts are out and about and someone's helping you. And you're like, yeah. 
God forbid I pass gas in front of this person. Like, let's just do the business and get out of here. You know, like people <laughs> on you all the time. If you work in healthcare, you don't even care. Like at all. Like farts happen. Shit happens. You know, for real. But um, you know, I, I just think that um, kind of walking through some of that was important for me, and uh, I, I feel the need to uh, unpack some of that now as well, because uh, we're kind of all just going through some of the stuff. And it reminds me of my first quarantine. I was, yeah. I was doing quarantine before it was cool. I'll have you guys know. Uh, I was in my house. I was in my house, not wearing pants, watching a lot of Netflix. That was me in 2014. So, and, and then, and then having your parents, your dad making that like brain costume. That's my favorite. I'm going to not have you explain that because people are going to go and buy the book right now. And, and so you guys are just in for a treat, but um, that's so cool. That that's awesome. Like I've actually looked at your um, mentorship with writing and I'm like, hmm, maybe I should do that. <laughs> I'm doing spirit fingers for all of you who can't see it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I think that was, those were the main things that I was, um, asked, wanted to ask you about. But one other thing was, so what is your relationship with the, um, Brain Injury Association of Arizona? Your Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, so in 2018, when the book came out, um, I partnered with the Brain Injury Alliance of Colorado, um, for my book tour. And I had actually applied online randomly one time to uh, speak at one of their conferences for their uh, healthcare professionals. There were a handful of survivors at this conference, but it was mostly like healthcare professionals. My mom actually went. (laughs) She actually got professional uh, uh, education credit for going to the conference where I keynoted. Um, It was so cute. Um, but I was, you know, planning to go to Colorado and like do this kind of leg of my book tour after the book came out. And, um, I think like a few days after the the book launched, um, literally, uh, the brain injury Alliance of Arizona called me on the phone. Um, and they were like, Hey, like, uh, we saw your book came out and, you know, do you maybe want to come to Arizona? And like, we've got a lot of survivors up in Arizona and we could like really do a whole thing. And I was like, oh okay. Um, so they just literally in, found me on Instagram out of the blue and they invited me to come. And I did, um, uh, they put me on TV up in there. They put me on their Arizona TV channel. I got interviewed. Um, they it. had me do some, uh, comedy book signing events with survivors and, um, I did one in a, an old folks survivor home. Like everyone was over like 70 and I was like, these are my new best friends. I loved it in there. There's um, something so amazing about elderly people. I have to tell you, I'm obsessed. Same. And I've same. always been since I was a little person. I'm like, like one of my best friends was, aunt, was my great aunt V and I would go play cards with her. Everybody else was going to the beach and I would say, I'm going to go hang out with aunt V. We're going to play cards because Old people are fascinating and they're so mm-hmm. wise. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the end of my thoughts. So. <laughs> no, they are. And uh, <laughs> they uh, they were so sweet. You know, just the organization just like 
took me on as their like one of their spokespeople. And then uh, so cool. in years past, and then like last year, I did their Rays of Hope, and I did a whole. Um, I think they gave me like an hour or something on stage, and I was just like, "You guys, I don't deserve you." Um, oh. And they're great. And so um, something that you know we're working on now is these Survivor Sundays. And so they're having me get on Zoom with um, uh, survivors. And then there's one medical professional on there just to kind of like moderate and, you know, um, keep things in check. But um, we had our first one last Sunday and it was awesome. There were like 10 people on there and some of them had their caregivers on there with them too. And they were asking me about, you know, my story. And uh, I think everyone who attended also got a copy of the book too, because Arizona, they have like boxes upon boxes of my books that I signed for them. So, yeah. So, book. Um. Okay. Let me just. There's. They're under my bed. So, <laughs> Venmo me. Send it your way. <laughs> Literally anybody. Anybody can get a signed book. Uh, one. That's so. It's cool. not that hard. Uh, (laughs) so yeah I really um that's something I've discovered since since it came out it's just this community is just so amazing and the people that I've been able to meet whose own their stories are like so amazing too and you just get to like talk to them and listen to what they've been through it's just like it's amazing and I'm I'm bummed that I can't travel and see them right now but I think that we're gonna come back around and I'll be able to uh meet back up with my fam absolutely and and um hopefully we can have an la hangout oh yes i i'm just like three hours north i can just zoom down oh yeah i was supposed to be in san francisco mid-april and you know then that didn't work out but i was planning on coming down to la to see joe and Uh and crash his uh survivor hangout yeah, I was like, I'm going to see Joe. Now you know that you have to see Jane and Joe because I'll be personally offended. Oh, yes. I would know. never insult you in such a way. You would never do that to me. Never. No. no, no, no. We have our connection over Jamie Frazier, who's really <laughs> something. Sam. Sam. Okay. His hair is okay when it's black, but it's better. Um, red. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like he's kind of like a, like a, uh, he's kind of a brunette and so yeah. when they make it red it just you know and the curls and he's got a little yeah. little yeah. man bun i can't even oh god again oh. he ruined he ruined men for me if you don't look like jamie frazier get out yeah get out. <laughs> and if you don't have he's like just like so he's got such good like um he loves he loves claire so much but he mm. you know he's so dishonorable, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And that accent, that accent, I'm a sucker. I'll tell you, when I was in Scotland, I was like, I don't know what you're saying, but it's hot. And I want you to keep talking. <laughs> Do you know where the bathroom is? <laughs> Especially if you're from Glasgow. Oh, my God. Oh, like, is that the like, really thick one? Like Billy oh, it's so incredibly thick. Right. And uh you just sit there and look at them and you're like, mm-hmm. And they're like, you didn't understand where I said. And you're like, mm-hmm. Like, it's just like... <laughs> so awesome. Oh, well, this has been so lovely. I would love to do it again. 
Thank you so much for being flexible because the Corona stuff and it's a weird time. Um, but you're just like such a bright light in this community. And I'm so happy and honored that you would be on my little show. Thank you. I, so I'm honored that you would ask, uh, you know, honestly, look at me. I'm in my, I'm in my splendor. I'm in my sweats. It's awfully (laughs) nice to be asked to do anything (laughs) that involves anything at all. (laughs) So I really appreciate you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Talk to you later.